Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Well, wintry weather, even though it is the first day of traditional spring, even if the Met Service mightn't uh, agree, uh, it has been part of what we've been dealing with uh, during a grim January and February hasn't started much better. So you're going to have the heating on for a while and keeping the house warm is certainly a priority. So with some tips around that, we have David Blevings, who is the manager of Oftec in Ireland. Uh, They're the trade association for the liquid fuel industry and good morning to you david good morning joe uh delighted to be with you thank you for having me on your show You're very welcome uh so um substantial heating bills are almost a fear for all of us during winter aren't they <laughs> we just have to accept that that is a reality uh, you're right, Joe. And again, we are burning more fuel uh, because more people are at home, um, either furloughed or working from home. So, you know, it does make sense to look at your heating system and just see, are you doing everything you can to make sure you're using your fuel efficiently and wisely? Obviously, everybody wants to be warm, but there are a few simple things you can do. The first thing I would suggest is look at your heating system, Joe. How many of us don't bother with the boiler until it breaks down? Unfortunately, in Ireland, north and south, we don't have a great reputation of looking after our heating appliances. Um, I always use the old adage, if it was your car going for NCT, you would make sure the mechanic looks at it before it goes. Why do we leave our boilers until they break down? You should have your boiler serviced annually. And and again, that's not just from a breakdown point of view. Uh, Any deposits that are removed by the technician, your boiler will burn more efficiently and use your oil more efficiently. And and also from a safety point of view, it's important as well, isn't it, an annual inspection? 100%. 100%, Joe. I was going to get on to that. Uh, From a safety perspective, we in Ireland, we put our boilers in our kitchens, in our outhouses, in our utility rooms. Uh, We have uh, coal fires in our lounges. It's important that those uh, are serviced annually. And again, you need somebody who knows what they're doing. Uh, Again, I'm going to hit you with a big name, Flu Gas Analyzer. People will not know what that is, but a lot of people get their appliances cleaned. And again, that's the chap coming out, taking the burner off and just giving it a good clean. That's fine, but it's not checking for carbon monoxide poisoning uh, and it's not setting your boiler up efficiently. Again, if I asked your listeners to say, how efficient is your boiler? I would guarantee 60 to 70% of them would not know how efficient their boiler is. With a flue gas analyzer, you can tell how efficient the boiler is. So, of course, I want my boiler burning oil at 90% plus, not at 50% plus. Uh, you know, so there's a big issue there. When was the last time your boiler was serviced and how efficient is it? And, and David, then the tech around timers and the apps you can get now? Yeah. Uh, again, we're getting on to energy efficiency, Joe. Uh, c- crucial, you know, too much of our heat is going up out of our roof, through our leaky windows and through our doors. When was the last time you popped your attic hatch and had a look at your insulation? The vast majority of homes I go into and I pop the latch uh, at the roof space, there's either no insulation or one roll of fiberglass, 100 mil. Current building regulations recommend 300 mil. That's three rolls of fiberglass insulation. So again, something whenever lockdown passes, the younger people can do for their parents or elderly relatives. That's a simple job and can be DIY. You can do it yourself. 
Talking about thermostats, Joe, if you have TRVs, that's thermostatic radiator valves, you can turn them down to number one in the, in the rooms you're not using. And obviously keep the other rooms that you are living in, the living room, the kitchen, etc. Have them at number three or number four, just depending on what the heat is like for you. So that's going to save a bit of money that you're not pumping a lot of heat into the room that you're not actually physically using during the day. Yeah. The other thing, of course, and you mentioned regulations and how they've changed over the years. You, people can live in quite modern houses, you know, maybe built in the last 15 years. Uh, but uh, the regulations around insulation and heating and energy ratings were such that they might be surprised when they get the BER checked that it could be a C when they might have thought it was a, a, a B2. That, that's very true. Again, building regulations are increasing every year, Joe, as we try to move towards a net carbon zero of 2050. And people are starting now to pay more attention to, you know, the insulation and the fabric of the building. You know, it, it's pointless. Uh, and again, I don't mean to be flippant, but, you know, liquid fuel is, is reasonably cheap at the minute. You know, we're, we're living in a time when aviation is not, uh, you know, using up a lot of the kerosene. So prices, I would say, are, are quite low at the present time. But there's no point in putting heat into your property if you're going to let it leak out through drafty windows and through no insulation in your roof space. Uh, so, you know, it's important that people do take the time to look at those things. And if you can do fabric first, if you can retain that heat in your building, you're going to less, mm. use less fuel, which is obviously less cost. What about things like storage heaters? Uh, electric storage heaters? Yeah. Uh, again, if you're talking about the old type that had the brick in them, Joe, they're not that uh, efficient. Uh, in fact, they're very expensive. And again, they I don't think we'll have that many of those about uh, at the present time. Now, there are more modern equivalents uh, that are used in modern apartments, and they don't seem too bad. But if you're talking about the old uh, ones that heated out overnight and released the heat during the day, they're not very efficient. And I would say there's very few people using those at the present time. Now, we were talking to our um, local Green TD, Brian Ledden, uh, about uh, quite a controversial topic in the last hour. But uh, it does remind us that there are um, grants available, aren't there, um, uh, around upgrading uh, heating in your home and insulation? Yes, the, the best place to go for that is the Sustainable Energy Authority of Ireland. If you just Google S-E-A-I, uh, there's a number of grants that are available for both people who are thinking of uh, insulating their house retrofit-wise and for people who are struggling financial-wise to get uh, grants for either insulation or replacement of heating appliances, Joe. We're talking to uh, David Blevings, who's manager of Offtech Ireland, uh, about the fact that, unfortunately, we're still in pretty cold weather, uh, which means heating bills uh, are something I'm sure you're thinking about for yourself and your family. And as David pointed out, lots of you in the current lockdown are spending far more time at home than uh, you certainly would have thought of a year ago. So what are the appropriate temperatures in a home and do they change from the hall to the bedroom to the sitting room? Uh, well, Joe, that's a controversial issue. If you ask my wife what uh, what temperature the, the lines would be at, she would say 25 or 26 degrees, <laughs> which is far too warm for me. Uh, that's, the, the oh, I, I, believe me, I understand that debate. <laughs> <laughs> the, the recommended one is 21 degrees. Uh, hall and bedroom, lower sort of 18 degrees would, would be recommended, Joe. But again, that's down to personal preference. You know, I know people who love the heat and I also know people who detest the heat. But again, if, if you're asking for the industry average, it's 21 degrees for the living accommodation, 18 uh, for hall and bedrooms. Okay, so it is important to think this through. Obviously, while you can do something right now to help yourself, probably the time to be planning this is when you don't need your heating as much during the summer. 
Joe, you've hit the nail on the head, but, you know, I, I've done your show, I've done other shows. Uh, you know, summer is the time. Think about your heating system. Get an off-tech registered technician to come out and look at your heating appliance. You know, how old is it? How efficient is it? That's key to starting where you are. Um, modern condensing boilers are 93% plus efficient. They're ready for biofuel. That's the direction the industry is going uh, to reduce carbon footprint. Um, so, you know, it, it's important to get somebody out who knows what they're talking about. But a key to me is summertime, service, and is my boiler fit for purpose? You know, is my efficiency level down at 65 70%? And, you know, if I did put in a new condensing boiler, is it going to take me up to 93%? Am I going to pay that back in a couple of years and see the benefit? Well, well that is the point, isn't it? I mean, obviously not yeah. everyone, unfortunately, has the money for an upfront payment on yeah. a more advanced system. But if they do, they need to calculate what the long-term savings will be. Correct, and those are readily available, Joe. And again, for the people who don't have, there, there are safety nets. That you know, the SAAI grant system is there, uh, enabling people to get grant funded for uh, increasing their insulation and for replacing heating systems. So again, it's definitely worth looking at those. And finally, David, what about the environment in all of this, uh, and trying to be more a fuel efficient and be using fuel appropriately to keep the green agenda, which I think most people believe in to a greater or lesser degree now and would like to be um, involved in a uh, top of mind. 100%. Uh, it is at the top of people's agenda, Joe, but it's a different story if you say to people it's going to cost you thirty to £40,000 to retrofit your house to, to, to become uh, less uh, polluting. The, the route we're going down is the biofuel route, uh, we can demonstrate that we have a product that will burn in a liquid fuel boiler and give you an uh, 87% reduction in your carbon footprint. So that's what we're in conversation with companies in API about at the present time. Um, we, we think it'll be cheaper and easier for consumers to retain their current heating appliance and change the fuel. That, that's, that's the angle we're going for. All right, very, very interesting. Um, and and uh, finally, uh, these, and you know, people, when they go and look at um, uh, housing projects now, uh, will often um, see that the attic space is reduced by some of the newer heating systems that are in place there, which they say are environmentally friendly, uh, David. I mean, would you give them the thumbs up? And at the end of the day, Joe, the, the, I think we have to look at what, going forward, we'll have to be technology neutral. I think you'll see a range of technologies hitting homes in the next 20 years. Uh, and people say to me, you know, are you against air source heat pumps? Absolutely not. Modern building, if it is very well insulated and it has a very low heat requirement, a heat pump is a perfectly good apparatus to heat that. But again, you take a, an old D, E or F rated, uh, you know, solid stone farmhouse out in the countryside, uh, you know, that ain't going to work with an air source heat pump. So we do need to come up with a solution that will work for that. And again, we do have a solution. Biofuels are the solution for that. And we think there's an opportunity to reduce the carbon emissions in the off-grid sector using biofuels, as I say. All right. Great to chat to you again. Thanks so much for your time this morning. That's David Blevings, who is manager of Offtech Ireland, the trade association for the liquid fuel industry, right across the island of Ireland, actually. Call Limerick today now on 461995.